Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I'm Jennifer and this is episode 100. I can't believe it. (laughs) Episode 100. Update. How's the no smoking going, you ask? Or maybe it's just my mom asking? So far, so good. Um, I'm not completely off of the cigarettes. Uh, Before I put my patch on in the morning, I will have one with my coffee in the morning. I slap the patch on, go through the entire day, and then right before I go to bed and I take the patch off, I have one cigarette before I go to bed. So instead of smoking a pack a day, I'm smoking two cigarettes a day. I'm going to take that as a win. Uh, I know, you know, I'm generally an all or nothing kind of person, but hey, with this one, it's going to have to be baby steps. I'm also, I told you guys I'm using the vape pen, but that doesn't have nicotine in it. I remember the patch is driving me crazy. And I, I remember now why when I used it in the past, I stopped using it. Whatever adhesive they use is so itchy. I or maybe it's just, you know, the 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 patch itself, like the the nicotine itself, something is irritating my skin. It is so itchy. It's not um it doesn't leave a rash or anything like that. Uh I've I've done some research on the internet and it, it suggests, you know, different things like putting it in a different place, making sure your skin is really clean, you know, all that stuff. If you're, if you're also experiencing any irritation, um, of course, you know, if it was causing a rash or something like that, I would stop using it. It's not, it's one of those things that's, uh, annoying, but not, uh, damaging, right? So I can continue to use it. I just have to not be a baby about it. You know, the funny thing though is, and and I'm sure I, maybe only women, yes, definitely only uh, women will understand this. You know how when you're at work all day long, you have your bra on <laughs> and you don't feel it, right? Just it's on like any other article of clothing. It doesn't feel uncomfortable. But the literal moment you walk through the door when you get home and you know you, you are now free to remove any article of clothing or anything that is uncomfortable. If you're anything like me, you take that bra off, right? It's one of the very first things I do. I walk in the door, say hi to Oliver, <laughs> go upstairs, change out of my work clothes, wash my face, you know, and, and put on something comfortable, which means no bra. But it doesn't bother me at all during the day, right? Well, it's the same thing with the patch. It generally doesn't bother me when I'm at work, a little bit, you know, here and there. It's just, you know. But as soon as I get home, I think my brain turns to, you're home, you can have a cigarette. That patch is really bothering you. You need to take it off so you can have a cigarette. So I, I think it might have more to do with um, me fighting the cigarette addiction, <laughs> and not as much to do with whatever adhesive they use on the patch. And, you know, maybe I just need to stop being a baby about it. But anyway, so far, so good. Um, the patch is doing what it needs to do. And, and I can generally get through most days, you know, with either no craving or, you know, cravings that aren't that bad. You know, it, it's, um, 
being it's triggers, you know, being in the car, all the things, you know, that you whatever triggers you to want a cigarette or to do that thing that, you know, you shouldn't be doing where I feel it the strongest. But, you know, it's it's not so bad that, you know, I'm not like white knuckling my way through. Thank God. And the interviews, um, they went OK. I mean, uh, well, <laughs> One went okay, one went not so great. And then I, I have another one um, in a little bit, actually, now that I'm looking at the clock in about an hour and a half. Um, I had one yesterday, and that did not go that well. It was okay. I mean, it, it turns out that it, it's not really a job that I would want anyway if I was offered it, but the interview didn't go that great, so I don't think I'm going to be offered it. The one that I had earlier today, I think that one went, I think that one went really well. Uh, we'll see. Um, that one is also for the state of Tennessee. It is near Nashville. Um, so that would be a good one. And then the one that I have in a little bit, I'm going to have to look, but I, oh God, I, I, that one I think is also near Nashville or if not in Nashville, um, I, I have to find a way to like keep better track of these because I'm, I am getting so confused, you know, like I'll get an email and it'll either say, you know, we filled the position, we pulled the position, but, and I'm like, what position? I don't even remember applying for it, but thanks for letting me know. But one of these will come through at some point, right? And then... I don't really need to stress so much about what's what right now because they're all, like I said, those imaginary balls in the air that I'm trying to juggle. I need to just put the balls down. And uh, if you notice any difference in the sound, I am not in the recording closet um, because the other day my air conditioning broke. So <laughs> it has been so hot and if I was in the closet I would not get through I would pass out um, the repair guy came today of course it is not an easy fix they're gonna have to order parts I don't know when he's coming back they basically said they would call to reschedule so I have no air conditioning until I don't know when <laughs> and it's a bigger deal than it should be I was thinking about this this morning I was laughing about it because you know Yes, I grew up in Buffalo, and you, you would think, well, you know, you grew up without air conditioning, but you grew up in Buffalo. When do you need air conditioning? Uh, in the summer, you need air conditioning in Buffalo. It's not cold. It's hot, and it's humid. It's not as hot and humid as Florida, but, you know. But my point is, I went, really, I think it's just been maybe 12 years or so that I've had air conditioning that I've lived in a place that had air conditioning prior to that it was you know open windows and box fans so <laughs> that's pretty much what I'm doing now well I don't have the windows open because it's super hot out but you know ceiling fans and box fans I've been sleeping downstairs for the last few days because it's much cooler downstairs than it is upstairs and you know we'll just get through it but last night it was so hot in here. I went upstairs and I looked at the thermostat and it was 89 degrees inside. And it was, 
it was so hot, <laughs> so hot. I could not stop sweating. And I was like, you know what? I know where I can go, where it is so cold that I'll have to put on sweats. And that's what I did. I put on sweats and I took myself to the movies. And I don't know if you guys will remember, a few weeks back, I told you about a movie that was coming out called Marcel the Shell. I went to go see it last night. I love this movie so much. I loved this movie. It was so sweet, so funny, but I'm not... I'm not big on going to the movies in general, but especially by myself. I, I don't know what it is. I feel very awkward. I feel, you know, uncomfortable. I feel like everybody's looking at me. Nobody cares if you go to the movies by yourself. It, let's just start there. But I, I'm so glad I went. But here's the one drawback to going to the movies versus watching at home. There was a line in the movie that was so funny, and I don't want to ruin it for you in case you go see it, but I was like, I wish I was at home watching this because I would have rewound that line like 12 times. It was so funny. If you want to see just a really funny, sweet movie, go see Marcel the Shell with shoes on. It, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. TV podcast recommendations. I just started a new podcast. It's called Fed Up. This is another one uh, from Wondery. But again, you don't need a subscription to listen. Only if you want them, you know, early and ad-free. This one is about a woman named Emily Gillis, who hears about people suffering horrible side effects from a diet product called F-Factor. Emily uses her huge social media presence, more than 180,000 followers, to expose both the company who produces F-Factor and its founder, registered dietitian, Tanya Zuckerbrot. The podcast focuses not only on whether F-Factor diet is dangerous, but also how much influence on their followers, influencers actually have, and the power of cancel culture. There are two episodes out so far. They're about 30 minutes each. I am liking it. Um, it can get a little bit mm, kind of a gossipy feeling, but I, I, I don't mind it. it. It's good so far. For TV, I finally finished watching The Terminal List on Prime. It's been on my watch list for weeks. I started it, I don't know, at least three weeks ago, I think. I watched the first episode, and for whatever reason, I didn't continue it at that time. I, I think maybe it just wasn't. I don't know, maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it. But then over the weekend, I went back to it and I ended up finishing the whole series in two days. I really liked it. But I will love almost anything having to do with like government conspiracies. It's kind of my thing. Chris Pratt plays Navy SEAL James Reese. And the description from Prime says... Reese returns home after his entire platoon of Navy SEALs is ambushed, only to discover new dark forces working against him and endangering the ones he loves. And I, I mean, I really liked it. It's good. It's exciting. There's a lot going on, a lot of twists and turns. Chris Pratt is really good in this. And then um, his friend, Ben, I kept looking at him, 
thinking, oh, who is he? Who is he? He looks so familiar. And I couldn't figure it out because he looks so different from what I last saw him in. It was, um, I think his name is Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights, which is, I used to watch that show. I don't, I don't know, 15 years ago. He is so good in this. They both are. If that's your thing, that kind of government conspiracy sort of action drama, you'll like it. It's on Prime. And on the recommendation of my niece, I watched Girl in the Picture on Netflix. I had had this in my queue, but if she hadn't reminded me or recommended it, I would have probably just forgotten about it. This one is a wild and disturbing ride. It it was like just when you thought you got to kind of the pinnacle of disgust, some other detail would come out and you would be like, what? 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 (laughs) I, I don't want to tell you too much about it because I would have to explain too much and then I would be giving too much of it away. But if you like true crime, watch this. You will like it. it. It's really good. All right. Now that you're all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. It's the 100th episode. You guys, 100. I can't believe we have spent time together each week for almost two years. I've known, obviously, that this milestone was coming. I've known for a while. It's kind of been looming out there. And I wanted to do something special. But as the episode got closer, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find a topic. I didn't have a topic or anything that felt special enough to really mark this milestone. And because I wanted it to be different and special, I focused on getting, like, you know, something really great, something spectacular. I even researched on the internet ways in which to celebrate, you know, 100 episodes, specifically 100 episodes of of your podcast. But as the weeks pass and this episode got closer, I started to panic because I had nothing. Most topics come to me pretty easily, you know, not always, but usually. You know, it'll be something I read or heard or maybe a conversation I had with a family member or friend. I've even done weeks where the topic was something I dreamed about. But man, I had a hard time coming up with something for this episode. I was so focused on coming up with something special, something meaningful, something that would really mark the occasion that I forgot that the occasion is in and of itself, special. 100 episodes, almost two years. That's lasted longer than a lot of jobs I've had and some relationships too. When it comes to my jobs or things that I, you know, have to do, I don't have a great track record. I generally don't like long-term commitments and I definitely don't like feeling obligated to do something. And even though not every week has been easy, I have never once felt like this was an obligation or a burden. Making this podcast each week for whoever listens has been something that I have loved doing. 
And that kind of shocks me. <laughs> Not that I love doing it, but that I still love doing it. When I started this podcast back in August of 2020, I had no idea what I was doing, right? Or, or even for how long I would be doing it. Because I, I hadn't really thought beyond like the first few episodes. And yet, week after week, I kept coming back, and so did you. Believe me, no one is more surprised than I am that we are both still here each week. You've been with me all the way, through bad dates, birthdays, fake accents, through frustrations and heartache, anxiety and insomnia. No matter what it was, I always knew that if I could find a way to talk about it, someone listening was going to be able to relate to it. And I can't tell you how comforting that has been. Being down here in Florida on my own is not always easy. But when I sit down to record each week, it does feel like I'm just talking to my friends. People who know me, who understand me. You know, we understand each other. Whatever it is that I'm talking about, I know someone listening is either going through the same thing or has already gone through it. Each week, right before I hit the record button, I say a prayer. It's the same prayer every week. First, I pray that I can communicate clearly, you know, that I don't trip over my words or sound like I've got, you know, cotton in my mouth. And I say, please, God, don't let me sound like an idiot. Then I ask God to guard my tongue. Because a lot of times, even though I'm, I'm kind of working off of an outline of what I want to say and, you know, what I want to talk about, and it's right in front of me, I still tend to, you know, go on tangents, go off script. And in those times, what comes out of my mouth, it might be a surprise to all of us. And lastly, I ask God to use me and this podcast so that if there is anyone listening who might benefit from what I'm saying, you know, that it will reach them in a way that will resonate in their heart. And I ask for that specifically because that's how you know that was a divine message that is meant for you. So if you've ever heard me say anything and you get that feeling and you know what I'm talking about, you know, that heart squeeze or butterflies or maybe get like tingle. You can call it whatever you want. You know, the universe, your angels, your guides. I call it God. But if you've ever gotten that feeling, just know that wasn't me. <laughs> I cannot and will not take credit for that. That was God. And that was a message that was meant for you to hear. In get lonely down here by myself sometimes, but I never really felt alone because I always knew that no matter what I was going through, I could come here, talk about it, hopefully learn from it, and share it with you. I have had, you know, it's been sort of like tossing around the idea of making a podcast for a while, you know, it, before I actually made the first episode, it, at least a few months before I just did it. But there were two things that stopped me. What would I talk about and who would listen? 
then one very hot August night, almost two years ago, sitting in my 500 square foot, one bedroom apartment, I just decided to do it. I sat down with my iPhone and my horrible $5 headphones and I made my first episode. Then I sent that link out to my family and made them listen to it. Later that night, I posted it on Facebook and Instagram and there was no going back from there. I stumbled along the way. I had trouble with editing and sound issues and podcast platform issues and at times I struggled to come up with a topic. But I think right around the one year mark, I had started to kind of smooth out those edges. Eventually, I even upgraded to a $20 pair of headphones so I could ditch the $5 ones. I had been going, like I said, back and forth for months before I just sat down and decided to just do it, just record the podcast. Recording it was the easy part. The hard part was releasing it. And as the weeks went on, that got easier too. I focused less on who was listening and more on what I was saying. I can remember in the very beginning when I was talking and I wasn't quite sure how personal I wanted to get, not only to protect myself, but I knew I was going to be talking about people other than myself and how much of that I felt comfortable sharing because I was more concerned, oh God, what if they listen? What, if, what will they think? And what, And I had to kind of push all that aside and tell myself, no, I, this is my story. I'm speaking for me. And if they want to tell their story, they can download the Anchor app at anchor.fm and get started. And now (laughs) here we are a hundred episodes later. I'm not the person who wants to be the center of attention ever. I I never want to be the center of attention. That's not me. I'm not the life of the party. I want to blend in. My sister and I were talking about this the other day and agreed that at parties, we would rather be identified as the catering staff than a party guest. Like, you know, please don't speak to me. I'm just here to pass out the hors d'oeuvres. If I would have waited until I was ready or, you know, at least not as scared, I would have never done it. So now that we're 100 episodes in, I want to ask you, what are you putting off? What is holding you back from that initial push to get started? And how can you move past the resistance and just launch right in? Maybe you have something in mind and you're waiting for the right time to do it, or Maybe you've been researching a project you want to do and you think that you just need to learn a little bit more about it. I talked to you guys a few weeks back about deferred decisions and procrastinating. The difference between planning and procrastinating is that planning eventually turns into doing. We all know the tricks to get started, all the ways to jumpstart whatever it is we want to do, but knowing and doing are not the same thing. The thing that was holding me back was fear. I was scared that people were going to judge me. You know, like, who does she think she is? Why would anyone care what I had to say? But I realized over the last two years, it wasn't about that. For me, at least, it's helped me to create a sense of community. 
I told you guys I went to go see the Marcel the Shell movie last night. I could talk about this movie for the next half hour, but that would only be fun for me and maybe a handful of people listening. You know who you are, and I love you for it. The main theme of the movie was community and how important it is to feel like you belong somewhere. And the great thing about that is it doesn't take much. Just a group of people who care about each other. They don't all have to be the same or agree on everything. They just have to care about each other. I'll tell you a secret. I listen to this podcast every week when it comes out, and I know that sounds weird. A small part of me listens just to make sure there aren't any technical issues, that it went out okay, then everybody can reach it on whatever platform they're using to listen to. But mostly, I listen because it makes me feel more connected to anyone else who is listening. You know, like, like we're all just hanging out and talking about the stuff that we're going through. Something I didn't consider was that starting was not the hard part. I mean, it was hard, but not as hard as continuing. When you start something new, especially when it's something that feels risky, there'll be a moment, or in my case, many moments, when you will want to quit. When this happens to me, I have to just stop and ask myself, wait, what's going on? Why do you want to quit? Sometimes there's legitimate reasons to stop or at least delay. But in my case, it's usually because I'm going through a self-doubting phase, you know, where I start to focus on all the wrong things, usually related to my ego or self-esteem. When this happens, what keeps me going is the My Favorite Murder podcast. I'm not comparing this podcast to that, but anyone who listened to My Favorite Murder from the beginning will understand this. And in case you don't know, just a little history of the MFM podcast, Karen and Georgia didn't really know each other. They knew, they had people that they knew in common. And it just so happened that one night they both were attending the same party. And Karen started to tell a story about a car accident she had witnessed, a a horrific car accident she had witnessed. And she noticed that the more she told, the, the more horrified people got, the more they kind of backed away from her, except for one person who kind of leaned in and excitedly said, that sounds horrible, tell me everything. And that was Georgia. And from that night, and and them both realizing that they had sort of this shared kind of twisted interest in the macabre, grew a friendship and then a podcast. And if you listen to them in the beginning, it's just two women talking about the murder cases or the crime stories that have fascinated them. I think they started in, in Georgia's apartment. Now, of course, they're this huge podcast with millions of listeners across the world, You know, very different from where they first started. But they started really small and didn't know who was listening or if anybody out there would 
not only share their interests, but, you know, want them to continue. That's what keeps me going. It's just this idea that someone listening is going to get you and they're going to come back every week. There's always going to be people who don't like you or, you know, who some will like you, some won't. And there isn't really a lot you can do to change their minds. The other day, I was watching this video on YouTube and they were talking about this house cleaning method called the fly lady cleaning method. Now, stay with me. I, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll bring it all together. I had never heard of this before, but it's not really that new. It gained popularity during 2020 when everyone was at home with nothing better to do than bake bread and clean our homes. And I'm just going to start by saying this method, this fly lady cleaning method, it is unnecessarily complicated with like days and zones and tasks and, you know, methods. Uh, It's too much. Like you would need your own calendar just for the fly lady cleaning method. But the one thing I did find helpful was the idea of putting a timer on your tasks. Like no cleaning or organizing tasks should be done for more than 15 minutes at a time. You know, some tasks are even less time. Like I think she allows you five minutes a day to sort through your mail. You set your timer, do your task. When the time is up, you move on regardless of where you are with the task. Tomorrow's another day, you can finish it then. I love that because you can do almost anything if you only have to do it for 15 minutes. But it's a good way to move past the fear and procrastination if you're telling yourself, I'm only gonna work on this for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or even an hour, as long as when that timer goes off, you actually stop. Because stopping is the key. Because what no one tells you is it's not about completion. It's about consistency. One of the hardest parts about making a new episode each week and in a podcast where I don't really have a theme, you know, it's just kind of like, what's going on in my life? It's the hardest part is that I didn't have a consistent schedule when I first started. I was kind of all over the place. You know, I would basically like sit down and write it whenever inspiration struck me. But inspiration happens in its own time. So there were weeks when I was writing and recording on Wednesday. This is one of those weeks. Today is Wednesday. Just so I can get something done. Anything out in time. But once I created and stuck to a schedule, it got easier. I may not always have a topic lined up. Sometimes I do. Something will happen in pop culture and that's pretty easy to just, you know, run with. But most of the time, I just kind of wait for something to hit me. But that doesn't mean I'm not working on the podcast. I'll, I'll do the outline. I'll do the intro. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm watching TV shows. I'm taking notes so that I can make recommendations. Usually when it comes time to actually write about the topic for that week, everything else is already done. If I had to just sit down in front of a blank page every week and hammer out a full episode beginning to end, 
I would never be able to do it. I would have quit making this a long time ago, even though I love it, because it, it would have just been too difficult. So if I have any advice that I could give you, it would be this. Just start. Whatever it is that you've been putting off, what you've been dreaming about or working towards, stop planning and just start doing. And before you know it, you'll be celebrating your 100th too. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. Thanks so much for coming back for episode 100 and a very, very sincere thank you for being with me for the first 99. Don't forget, join the Facebook group, My So-Called Midlife Podcast, and like the Facebook page, My So-Called Midlife Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. That second part is the important part. Spotify listeners, leave a review. Five stars only, please. If you have questions or topic suggestions, you can email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Love you. Bye.